Welcome back to the Uprising Network, man. It's been a while. This is the Sincerely Yours official podcast. Um, like the last time I've done this podcast, I had two hosts, Erica and B. Lee. That was back in like February, I believe. February of 2017, excuse me. It was the last time we did the podcast. And uh, there's no hard feelings between us, but I just kind of wanted to bring it back on my own for a while before I even consider uh, reaching out to them to do it again or or maybe even bringing other hosts along. Um, I wanted to switch the format up. Uh, because, like, to be honest, like, I don't really care a lot about the hot topics that people have a perspective on. I don't really care. I got enough my personal life that I'm dealing with, and that's where I really want to share these stories. So that's why it was called Sincerely Yours to begin with. My point of view, sincerely my thoughts. A lot of things that I'm dealing with, man. Like, um, like I haven't seen Erica in probably since our last podcast. I've seen Lee a few times, but I have talked to Erica within the last handful of months, um, and she's doing okay. Uh, but I kind of want to do this, like I said, by myself for a while before I even consider bringing it to uh, anyone else. Um, like when, with that said, like the podcast, like a lot of life changes happen and I find myself some needing somewhere to kind of talk about these things, whether I'm talking about my talking to myself or talking to, uh, maybe a guest host every once in a while, who knows, uh, life changes happen. I find myself wanting somewhere to speak about them. I have all these life experiences that may have happened in my lifetime and I kind of want to document them before I forget them. Uh, and I can share them with my son or any other future children that I may have. Um, like, you know, I have, uh, experiences, uh, d- domestic violence situations. I have a time where I was a scammer for a quick second, uh, where I, um, shit, I coached a basketball team one time and I lost every single game that season. I cannot wait to tell that story. Um, the learning when to mind my own business, learning how to run a business, dealing with finances, uh, parenthood, relationships. It's so many stories that I've gone through in my lifetime. Oh, not even the story about the time that I, uh, I caught myself trying. I caught myself trying to save somebody, and I end up getting punched in the face. Like the the things that getting punched in the face will do to you. That's one thing I definitely want to share as well. So I don't know if I have any uh, listeners from before, but the total platform of this is, this this uh, podcast is definitely going to change because I have a life stories that I want to share, and I hope you can learn from them. Now the main thing that I'm dealing with is is I had come to grips that I am dealing with depression. Uh, and high anxiety, um, you know, I, I was kind of, I kind of didn't want to believe that that's what I was dealing with for a while, uh, because quite frankly, I felt like I was stronger than that. And coming to terms with knowing that you were dealing with depression doesn't necessarily mean you aren't strong. Uh, it's just really something I can't help. You know, um, there are times, of course, where I don't want to get out of bed or off the couch or I can't do any work for weeks at a time or I don't want to talk to nobody for weeks or days at a time. I thought that was all normal. I thought that was all uh, just being an adult. Uh, But when there are times where I can't shut my brain off all the time. uh, So what I do is I self-medicate and self-medicating would be me uh, taking some things to put myself to sleep. Um, I was dealing with that for a while and it stemmed, I think it started from, uh, dealing with the breakup at one point. Uh, well, I know that's where it started cause I wasn't doing that before. So I know that's where it started from dealing with the uh, bad breakup. And like, all I would think about is the situation and you know how that affected me. So I would force myself to constantly sleep. So that would call for me to constantly take uh medication to go to sleep constantly. 
Um, and affected, of course, affected my health. I lost weight. I'm already a small person. So imagine me losing weight, more losing weight and being smaller than I am already. You know, um, uh, it's just that I'm finally understanding what it means. And I am in therapy for it. And I know I'm going to eventually get better. Um, it's not a case where I'm like suicidal, even though I was at one point. That's even scary to say out loud. Um, wow. Uh, yeah, but I was. Uh, but I'm I'm definitely past that. I'm not that off the deep end right now. Um, but I know I'm definitely going to get better. Uh, so this is the place where you may find me ranting about a lot of different things in my life. And um, I hope I hope that you may enjoy it. Uh, I'm going to include mu- new music um, that I'm listening to, uh, whether it be on the local de- scene in Detroit, mainstream, whatever. Um, of course, I'm a document a lot of the things that I'm going through with the Uprising Network. Because Lord have mercy, like there are things that I deal with regarding that uh, where, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go into it a little bit right now. Um, one of the things that I, I deal with is that uh, that I um, that I, I, I look for competition, you know, uh, growing up playing basketball. It was it was immediate satisfaction from competing. Um, video games, immediate satisfaction from competing. Um, but I don't get that same satisfaction with trying to create a network in the Detroit area. Uh, I have looked high and low for uh, see what other people are doing, and it's not a sense of of uh, competition. Like yo, I want to be better than so many people. Uh, I want to create better content. I do. That is the case, but not at the same time. It's like almost like, okay, is there anybody? I'm looking for someone else to play with. That's what. That's exactly what it is. I'm looking for someone to play with and kind of steel sharpen steel. I know I can get better at basketball or I can know get better playing at this video game. But running a network, that's one thing that I'm definitely um, struggling with is looking for something or someone that will help me sharpen, uh, sharpen my abilities. So therefore, I do a lot of research on networks like Complex. I do a lot of research with um, whether it be Vice, Vice Land or Vice News. Um, There are other smaller networks like Dinnerland or I do something or check out like Cycle or BuzzFeed or like I research all these things and see what they are doing um, on a a wider scale and how I can tweak certain things. Not necessarily bite because I have all these ideas of my own um, to bring them to a local level as well. Now, uh, with that said, like within the first few months of running the network, I I was invited to um, go out to L.A. This is one thing I definitely don't talk about online. So this is like some exclusive story that I'm telling on the podcast. I was invited online uh, to go out to fly out to L.A., which they flew me out to L.A. Um, I worked with uh, I went to visit with All Deaf Digital. And they were excited about uh, basically who I am, what I do and all that. And, you know, when I was there, it felt like like, OK, this is cool. This is cool. Um, it's, it's L.A. Um, a lot of creative people around. Uh, but that's kind of like where it stopped. I'm, I'm not. You know, if, beside the fact that they offer me like money that I was I'm making more money here, like. Without saying a number, uh, I make more money. They offer me less money to go out there than I'm making here. Now, with in L.A., the cost of living is higher. So if I'm making less money than I'm making in Detroit. 
What does that mean? That means I have to live with roommates and I don't know anybody in L.A. I know one other person in L.A., um, but like I can't imagine staying with two, three, four other people just to for one, say I'm in L.A. And two, uh, just to say that I'm I guess I'm, I'm following a dream. You know, I, my, my dream is to never have to work for anyone. I'd rather work with someone and then working with all Dev Digital. It'd be like my ideas and my content would be strictly under their umbrella and not my own. Um, so, like I said, it was cool. It lets me know that I'm on the right track. Uh, but that didn't that didn't really work out for me. Um, I definitely keep that line of communication open and someday maybe I have more leverage. But uh, that let me know that people are watching. That's one thing I noticed that people are definitely watching, even if they don't say anything, they are watching. Um, the numbers don't necessarily mean they, they do mean something. Let me take that back. Numbers online definitely mean something. But all it takes is one. All it takes is one. And um, that's and, and that was a great experience. You know, I probably go out there again at some point. Uh, I wonder how long it's going to take me to. um to make a difference with the uprising network. Uh, I'm, it's not like I'm putting a time frame on myself, uh, but I'm going to give myself, I'm going to give myself some time and then it, the uprising network will be an audition tape. You know, it'd be like, yo, like in reference to hip to music, it'd be like, this is my demo. This is exactly what I can do. I'm doing all of this behind the scenes on my own. There's plenty of talent in Detroit. Let's come let, let me go get a bag somewhere else and then eventually come back to Detroit and try to do the same thing again. That's an idea. Uh, it was brought to me that maybe I could work with all the digital and still come here on the weekends. But I don't understand how I could do that because if I'm working somewhere, that means I have to give them my full attention. I, but I can't have a baby on the side and give them my full attention as well because it's, I feel like that's just not going to, how it's going to work. Because eventually it's going to show that I'm not rooted in Detroit. And that's not what I want. Um you know, uh, you don't I don't I, I get numbers. I get numbers. There's clearly people watching uh, my projects. There's clearly people watching the videos, but there's no. Engagement, like in the sense of like comments, you know, uh, it's like, damn, it, OK, people are watching. People are liking. But it's strangely it's strange that I'm looking for someone to be like, yo, this shit sucks. I want somebody to tell me like, yo, this shit trash. Be like, you need to fix this. This show is trash. This idea is trash. Like, I'm looking for somebody to tell me that. Like, to be genuine about it, though. To be genuine about it. Like, yo, you need to do this, that, and the third because this shit ain't working. You know, um, besides my inner thoughts in my head saying that, because whenever I release a project onto the network or social media, it, that's it's, that's a, uh, a voice in the back of my head. Like, yo, this shit trash. Don't put it out. And then when I put it out, people like it. You know, I get DMs like, yo, bro, doing you keep doing your thing, bro. Like you're doing a, you're doing a great job for the culture. Like it's showing a whole nother side because everything isn't about uh, music, uh, music with guns pointed in the camera or people doing drugs. And, you know, all these other stereotypes in Detroit, murder capital, yada, yada. You're doing the right thing. Great. Great. That makes me feel great. But at the same time. I can understand how celebrities will see all these great comments and then they see somebody be like, you trash or your nose shaped funny or your teeth crooked. And then they'll respond to that one comment. I can totally I totally get it. I totally understand it. 
I totally understand it because that keeps them going. Like they may know they're great. They know what they're doing. Fantastic. But you looking for that person, that one person to be like, yo, this shit sucks. I get some kind of uh, I'm sure I get some kind of satisfaction from that, you know, um, but whatever. Um, I can kind of relate to this may sound crazy. Uh, on some levels, I relate to Kanye via his rants back in like 2013, 14, the Yeezus times. Uh, right before, right when he was making a transition from Nike to Adidas, and he he was basically we will rant all the time, like sp- specifically the infamous like uh, swaying at the answers or it ain't Ralph level. Uh, those those around that time, I I totally understand because he didn't have the resources to produce all his ideas and his creativity was way ahead of his resources. You know, people are like Kanye, you could put your own money up, but you know what I'm saying why uh, on one hand like why do i have to put my own money up when there's clearly a market for that where people will invest into me you know so i totally understand it took me a while to realize that at the time i didn't create the network i think i might have still been doing strictly music videos at the time but it took me a while to even realize that like that's what exactly what he was talking about and in a way this may sound crazy as well I feel like a lot of the things that Kanye are saying today, uh, I think three, four years from now, it's going to make sense um, because people didn't think it made sense back then. And I think he misspeaks a lot of times. I don't think he the way the way he's saying it is not the way he's thinking it. Uh, So there's still a little bit hope for Kanye. I haven't totally given up on him, even though I'm not surprised about what he's doing and what he's saying nowadays. I'm not surprised at all. But. I feel like, yeah, he's going to come around again. And the next thing you know, he'll be the people's champ. He'll be the people's champ. Um, so people, I've seen people um, say that like Donald Glover is replacing Kanye. I've, seen, I've actively seen that quite a few times on my on my social media timelines. And um, I like Donald Glover and all, but I don't think so. I think there's room for both of them. Uh, I don't see Donald Glover being like a voice for the community i don't see him speaking up like that i don't see i I just don't see it he hasn't been doing it this far and kanye was doing that before he even signed a rockefeller you know so i don't i don't see donald glover doing that when he's especially in the platform that in position that he's in now you know he don't even want to explain the thoughts and concepts behind this is america where on one hand i think that's genius but on another you may have to you may have to say something which reminds me of kaepernick this is exactly why I brought this podcast back, which reminds me of Kaepernick. Like, yeah, you you're kneeling for, you know, a, a purpose, but it would be good to hear you talk every once in a while, bro. I'm sure you do, but it's not documented like where it's not publicized like that. Like you really got to search high and low to really get com- comments from him. You know, you let's 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 take it a step further. Like you can't just I feel like this day and age, you can't just do these things and like step away from the cameras when you know you take the pads off no like i need i need kaepernick to speak up more often you know um but anyway i I digress this is what the sincerely yours podcast is definitely going to be about um and i really am uh, i feel good already doing this to be honest we are about uh 10 minutes 20 minutes in whatever um 
And uh, I hope you support it just like you support everything else that I do. And I appreciate you. Um, I, there's so much more to come from the network. Uh, my biggest project yet, which will be Gas Money, which is a game show. Um, I'm, my, the reason why I haven't even really started total production on that yet. I have, but I haven't in the same vein. Uh, it's because I'm scared a little bit. This is the first time I'm doing a project in an environment that's not controlled. It's not controlled, uh, meaning that uh, I'm not doing this. Oh, I'm interviewing this one person at this location and let that be that. Or they're coming to my house or I rented a space for us to record uh, film out of. No, I am on the street and <laughs> going back down the history of music videos, uh, myself shooting them. There were always people on the street like when the camera was out. When the camera came out, people always wanted to act a fool that were not in the video. Like they always be in the background doing something. When we like in the street on public or when there's a lot of people around high traffic areas, people always acted up when that camera came on. I mean, I've almost been robbed for my camera a few times. Like it shit just was getting thick. I felt the tension happening. That's another story I'm going to tell someday about like just watching your environment when you out. Like these are things, of course, you know, but I want to give personal stories about it. Uh, long story short, I'm going to delve in it at some point, but I was, um, filming a music video with Boldy James one time and I was in the middle of the fucking ghetto and, uh, it was the night of the fireworks. And if anybody's in Detroit, know exactly what that means means that everybody is outside. And as it was getting dark, I started feeling like the sharks were surrounding me and I got the hell out of there. But it was very close. Once I realized, once they started asking me like, yo, how much that camera costs? Yo, how much your speaker costs? How much is that light worth? It's like, all right, yo, it's time to get up out of here. So I got so many stories to tell. Um, but thanks again uh, for so much. Visit the uprising.tv. And uh, again, you'll hear from me next week.